0: Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be talking about the wonderful series, 1883. We are joined today by cast members, Sam Elliott, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Isabel May, and LaMonica Garrett. And uh, Faith is wonderfully joining us despite being under the <laughs> weather with COVID off camera. So that's why you hear her voice in this conversation but unfortunately <laughs> don't see her video. And thank you for joining us uh, despite being under the bed covers today. We really appreciate it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for having me still
0: anytime and 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 Tim I wanted to start with a question for you because you know I've heard you talk about how one of the aspects of this character that you really loved is is his stoicness and obviously it stems from a lot of his backstory as a character Mm -hmm. you know he's someone who has experienced a lot of trauma is going through PTSD but at a time Mm -hmm. where the language and the the acknowledgement of that obviously wasn't there in the, in the cultural conversation. Um, and so what are a lot of the ways when you were creating this character and and finding your performance that you really worked to find a lot of that stoicness in the places where maybe he doesn't have the words to say out loud how he's feeling, but there's always such an undercurrent to him.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. You know, that, that was one of the, the biggest things that drew me to James's character is, is to be able to, to play it that way and uh, you know, it, it was, it was tough in a lot of situations for me because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty emotional person. I'm, I'm a, like half Italian and half Irish. So I mean, I either want to cry or fight so that, that, that it was, it was something that, um, I really had to pay attention to because there were plenty of times and plenty of moments for me as James to where I, I wanted to let loose emotionally. And I had to really contain that. And, it, and, and there, there were times where it was tough to do that. Um, but I think I found my way as we went. I think there was a real turning point for me understanding James's character. I mean, certainly it was all on the page. I mean, it was so, it was so well written, so beautifully written. Um, so y- you had a good idea going in. But uh, there was a moment in filming that was sort of an aha moment for me as a character. And it was, um, and I've said this plenty of times, but it was, it was the moment when my family first got into town the very first night, and we were in the hotel, and uh, where my daughter um, Elsa was being attacked, and uh, James goes in and, and kills the guy, and um, he's in the hallway, and you and you can see it all over his face and in his in his body language that he was really questioning what he got, had gotten his family into, and really questioned his judgment and uh, I think that he carried that that moment for me was something that I carried throughout the entire filming of the show Uh, any any time that I I felt like that I was straying from character or or didn't feel like that I was quite in the emotional place that I needed to be or non-emotional place that I needed to be as a character I would always reflect on that moment in the hallway.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that detail. And Sam, kind of similarly for you, there's so much underneath the surface with your character and the the opening of the entire show Mm -hmm. with with that scene for you is so impactful in understanding your character and all of the grief that he's carrying, you know, and it's something that he barely speaks about the rest of the season and barely acknowledges. And yet you're finding this really beautiful way to play to it in every single scene. We always feel that sense of kind of grief and sorrow that he's carrying, you know, to that degree of of evil even just getting up and moving through the day every day is, is a real accomplishment for him. Um, and so how did you work to create him in a way that we always felt that throughout the season, even though he's obviously not exploring that verbally?
4: Oh, I, 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 you know, and I, th- I think all of us have, have done that. But for me personally, the way that it works for me is I, I try to come up with whatever it is that I feel is right at the moment for the character and then fully commit to it. It's just, instead of just getting through it, I just feel that I have to be able to commit to it 100%. And, you know, if I do that, I feel that I've done justice to whatever it was that I want to bring to the show and to the character, whatever the situation, whatever the scene whether it's just, you know, whatever it is. I, I think the level of commitment is the thing for me that that I most strive for in my work.
0: Yeah, no, and it really, really comes through. And, and for you, Faith, as well, one of the things that I love in your performance is you're playing someone who kind of has this back and forth between when her emotions come to the surface and when she also kind of recognizes that because of whatever situation they're in that she has to pull things back inside a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. either because there's external forces around her or because she can't show and express certain things in front of her family, in front of the people that they're you know, trying to help protect along the Oregon Trail. And so it's interesting how you approached a lot of scenes and and really found that balance of the moments where everything is able to come to the surface for your character Mm -hmm. and where there's kind of a real external effort, on her part to kind of keep everything underneath the surface and, and reel things in for herself?
1: Um, well, for Margaret's character, she was, there were so many layers to her. And I think um, throughout the, the series, she was each layer, each episode practically revealed another layer of personality of, of herself um, to the audience, e- even to Margaret, <laughs> I would say. Um, uh, as a woman back in that time, there were a lot of things that, uh, that, that were not spoken, you know, freely that were not shown freely as, as much so as today. Um, I also feel that she had to, uh, Margaret was, uh, her family, you know, the journey West was something that James really wanted to do and accomplish as, as, a, as a family unit and as the support team that as his partner, um, I had to support him with that and not necessarily always feeling that it was the right choice, but um, I, would, I would never want anyone to know that I, I, I felt that way. Um, and for everyone that went on this journey you know, as in the beginning, it was, it was really just going to be our family, but then um, it became a journey of of immigrants, a journey of um, watching our daughter, you know, go through this freedom, having this freedom that she would never have had back in Tennessee and discovering the you know, becoming a woman on this journey and in and, and front of everyone, you know, and everyone that we were out there uh, traveling with. So it's like, um, I think all of us felt the responsibility. It's like once you're, you're, you're faced with life and death situations, <clears throat> you kind of feel responsible for everyone, not just your, there's a moment that you're protecting your own family. Then, there, then, then there's the moment that you're protecting yourself. Then there's the moment that you're, you're out there together protecting everyone. And I think all of us had those, those times, those instances throughout this entire production where we felt all of these things. Um, but for Margaret, she certainly suppressed a lot of things. Uh, look, she, she was a nurse in the Civil War at a very young age. And when you've seen that, at 17 years old, um, I think you grow up a lot, but nothing could have prepared her, I think for the journey across West or towards West and and the things that that she saw and witnessed and and particularly losing a child along the way. Um, And also watching her sister lose a child, her sister and losing her sister, I'm talking about Claire, Um, brilliant actors played Claire Dawn. Um, And then uh, the uh, actor Emma who played Mary Abel. Sorry, I can barely speak. I'm trying to give you as much information as possible. But these are just incredible um, moments that happened that I I would never have imagined. Margaret never would have imagined herself being in this situation. And of course also then then a John Sr. We have this young child, you know, our young son, trying to give him a, a normal of a, a life as possible. Um, it was difficult, but she was strong woman, and um, there were certainly times that she suppressed her emotions. But there were times that you could clearly see that I would, I would kill someone if they hurt my family, or anyone else. in in, in our group, you know, we fought for one another to survive. It was about survival for us all.
0: Yeah, I love I love all of those details that you managed to, to bring to her as a character and, and Isabel with you I wanted to ask a, a little bit about the process in terms of recording the voiceover narration for the series because Elsa is so much our eyes and ears into the story as an audience and um, you know I was interested in that, that aspect in that process where you really sat down with all 10 of the scripts from the series and went through the entire voiceover narration and then sat down with Taylor and kind of read it to him in the voice that you imagined for it to see if that was the right dynamic of kind of like this is almost almost as if you're like you're whispering it and you're telling it to someone who's sitting right next to you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was interested in how that really helped your process when it came to both finally recording the voiceover narration for the series. And then also so many of the moments that you were filming on set where that's playing in the background and we're really just seeing the internal (laughs) response of your character as she's observing everything and watching everything around her.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, when I, um. Obviously, I mean the the voiceover is so poetic, and it's 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 like a reading from a a novel or something, which I, I think was the point of it um, from Taylor's end, because he's he very much writes scripts like a novelist almost. Um, and and I remember, I mean, I memorized I memorized all of the voiceover a couple months in advance, and every every day I would write I would write all the voiceover down. Um, somewhere when it, before I went to bed, um, just, there's something about like pretending as though they were my own words, and not his, you know, trying to make that as organic and as possible and natural as possible. Um, and then, and then ultimately when I did say it out loud, finally, for the first time, I, I didn't want to say it out loud until I figured out what exactly her voice sounded like. And once I figured that out, I learned how to spell it out in, in the phonetic, um, in phonetics that matched her um, accent. So it looks like gibberish on a page, you would never be able to read it. <laughs> um, but, but you know, everything, it, it's just so important that you know exactly how a character speaks before you figure out how they're going to say certain words, of course. Um, and when I just first started saying them, I was very quiet and, and kind of, um, I don't know, I, I, there was something that made me very uncomfortable about saying this too loud because it's such an intimate, there's such intimate thoughts and, and words. And so when I did say it with Taylor for the first time in a room, just the two of us, that's exactly how I did it. And thank goodness he, uh, he said, do it like that. Only do it like that. That's the only way I want you to do it don't you ever get louder than this octave. And, and then when we were, um, I mean, I did all of the voiceover before we ever started shooting, we did temp and then we ended up doing voiceover again. And then again, uh, so maybe three times and all 10 episodes each time. And they had some weird contraption that they had created in Taylor's office. Um, and that's where we did it. So it was not in a professional sound booth. <laughs> um, it was like in a little kitchen <laughs> um, with weird blankets strewn up everywhere. And it was quite chaotic looking. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, a couple of dogs scattering about. So I wouldn't say it's very <laughs> professional, <laughs> um, but it was, it, it, I don't know, it at least made me very comfortable. So I, I prefer that setting. And yeah, he just said, you were whispering into someone's ear. And you, uh, the person that we see on screen has not yet lived what she's saying. Uh, and she doesn't understand it yet. But, but the person that we're listening to does. Um, and I think ultimately, my final thing would just be to say, um, every time I did the voiceover, I just thought, I know what death is. Right now, and now, as Isabel, I, I have no goddamn idea what death is. None of us do, but um, but I, I just kept on having that thought, and um, and how would I speak if I knew what comes after this, or where where I I go after this? Um, and it, it was so hard to say those words sometimes. I just wanted to cry, you know, because mm-hmm. they're so profound and upsetting, <laughs> and true and honest. Um, and I feel like honest things hurt the most, unfortunately. Um, That's true. But yeah, yeah. Okay, that's (laughs) That's a long tangent, apologies. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's it's fascinating details of it and and LaMonica I wanted to talk a little bit about your audition process because you initially put together a self-tape and then actually had Taylor Sheridan kind of talking you through some of the backstory more of the history of this character but I love the fact that at that point you already started working with a dialect coach even before you were cast in the role and I was interested in in how kind of why it was so important to work with a dialect coach even at that point just to really get a lot of the phonetics of this character right to really find His accent and how that started to give you such a window into the character at such an early stage in the process for you.
5: It touches with uh what Isabel just said. Like before you start saying these words, how does he sound? Uh, how does he move? I just like to, you know, the way I work, I want to know who the guy is before I start getting off book and memorizing and doing all that kind of stuff. And a dialect coach helped me come up with the sound. I used a different dialect coach for the audition process than I did for the actual shooting. But it was still helpful and it still set me in the right direction to, uh, you know, to kind of come up with who Thomas was and the rest of it was on the page. Uh, Taylor filled in some blanks. You know, you don't always have access to the creator writer during the audition process to fill in the blanks for you. And he actually sent a couple of scripts for me to read to kind of get the tone of what you know what it was back then. And that helped out a lot. But yeah, just the um, getting Thomas's sound and his uh, and his physicality and just who he was before I started doing the work that that helped me.
0: And and kind of for all of you as well, one of the things that's so resonant in the way that this story is told is that the show isn't afraid to let scenes really breathe in the moment. You know, if the pacing doesn't need to be rushed, it's not gonna be rushed. There's not suddenly quick cuts to the next moment to the other character, Um, you know, and I was interested in the experience of of filming a lot of scenes like that and knowing, you know, you don't have to rush the dialogue. You can hold a moment, you can really linger with a look and you can find a lot of stillness and quietness in those moments and, and that was like in terms of of how you all approached filming the scenes in that way together throughout the series. Mm,
1: That's that's a good um, question. I think for me personally, it felt real. It felt like we literally were living in the moment. Yes, it was written. It was written brilliantly on paper. And we were provided with the most remarkable sets and locations and wardrobe costuming, everything, hair and makeup, crew was phenomenal. Everyone, everyone was phenomenal in front of behind the camera. But for me personally, every single moment felt as if we were there, literally there in that time, in that space um, without outside disruption at all for me personally, that's how I was able to get there um uh yeah (laughs) it felt like we were really living it and we were there in the moment
3: I mean yeah I agree I think I think I don't know about everybody else but I think some of my I call it a movie because it was like a 10-hour movie I think when when you watch (laughs) it but so, some of my favorite moments or most of my favorite moments are, are when there weren't, weren't words, when there were just looks exchanged, or when there was mm-hmm. um, um, a moment of, of quiet stillness uh, or contemplation, um, you know, just uh, we you know that there were wheels turning and there were, there were regrets and there were decisions being made. And there were, a, was a thought process that was going on. Uh, I think, for me as a for my character one of those moments was um when we were burying um the girl one of the immigrants who was bitten by a rattlesnake and um, we were all standing there and, and nobody was saying anything but you could just see the sort of the revelation of, of this is going to get worse this isn't going to get better on everybody's face and um you know james doesn't take his hat off during that period of time when everybody else has their hats off. And, and I don't think it was a lack of respect. I just think it was a, for me as a character I think it was just a moment in time where James realized that none of this matters. I don't think God came into it. I don't think that respect came into it. I think that all he thought about was danger and this is going to get worse. And and those to me were the, were the brightest moments I think in the show were the darkest moments and the brightest moments uh, when, when no words were said.
5: Yeah, to piggyback off what Tim said, I think so much. There's more said in silence between characters than heavy dialogue, just back and yeah. forth with each other. And uh, one scene that jumped out to me was when Thomas, when Thomas and Shay, Thomas uh, saw Shay having nightmares. You know, when he was sleeping, and he kind of woke up. And after he got out, and you know, they're getting ready for the morning. He, you know, he said, Thomas said, "I made coffee." their whole little routine together is there. That's who they are. They've been doing this day in day out for years and they just sit on a log next to each other. And Shay says, morning, Thomas, morning, captain. And -hmm. they just sit there. That says so much more to me about their relationship than some, you know, speed talking back and forth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, to that point, um, you know, Sam, I, I love kind of what La Monica was just saying about the relationship between Thomas and Shay and how they can just sit there and there's so much kind of romanticism to the friendship between these two men. And, you know, Shea's also someone who's incredibly fiercely protective of this whole family that he's grown to really love. He has so much respect and admiration for Elsa that comes across as like a peer, essentially. Um, and at the same time, he's also very pragmatic. He understands that certain choices have to be made at certain times for survival, you know, to try and save as many lives as possible on this trail. He also understands that you have to be able to find your own way to reconcile with that. And I was interested in, in how you kind of like viewed those two sides of someone who really loves very fiercely and protectively. And at the same time will make certain choices when he has to within situations.
4: Yeah. He'll he'll stand and look out over the river after, after the river crossing, there's a moment there where he's kind of weeping about, you know all well, the people that he, he's losing. You know he tells Thomas we're making too many widows and too many kids are losing their fathers. And, and at the same time, in, a, in another scene, he'll go after some guy and shoot him in the head for stealing somebody's bacon. You know, it's just, he's a very complex guy. He's, he's you know, he, he doesn't talk a lot, but when he talks, he does talk a lot. You know, <laughs> if, if that makes any sense. <laughs> there's there's always something going on in Shay. And um, I think in, even in those quiet moments, the wheels are turning, like Tim said. You know, and it's just, again, it gets back to that commitment thing that I was talking to you before. You know, he, I think an actor's job is just to find the way and it doesn't mean that his way is the way, you know, we're all there to serve the director. At least that's what I've always been. You know, that's always been my kind of mantra. You know, we're all, you know, the director is the captain of the ship and the rest of us are part of the crew, you know, and hopefully the director has some destination in mind and we're not just laying out there in irons, you know, <laughs> flapping in the wind, so to speak. Um, I just I look at this thing as as to what a gift it is. You know, yeah. it was such a gift to have this project come my way. And I think all of us feel the same way. You know, we're we're all looking for a great story to tell, and we're we're all looking for good good dialogue to be able to commit to. We're all looking for good people to work with and it was all here. It was all here. And you know, Taylor led the a big gift at all of our feet when we came to this project yeah
1: and we did and we all feel like the luckiest people on the planet to get to work with sam elliott
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey,
4: you are sick
0: <laughs> get
4: better soon <laughs>
0: I mean, also, you know, so much of of this show is just the emotional heart that comes to the forefront as well. You know, it kind of it sneaks up in you in so many ways. And there's so much of that in the last couple of episodes for all of your characters. And, and Tim, Sam, LaMonica and Faith, I, I wanted to start with the four of you and asking you about playing those scenes after Elsa's been shot with the arrow, when the four of them all know what the outcome's going to be. You know, at the beginning, they're not even able to, to say it out loud, to tell her they're trying to hide it from her. They're trying to protect her in every way that mm. they can. And, uh, you know, to like give her that gift of those last few days without having to think about her own past thing. Um, and I thought that all four of you played those scenes so beautifully, you know, with those small inflections in your looks and the ways that they're not saying anything to her, but they kind of take these small, unguarded moments to allow themselves, you know, because they can't fully process this grief. They can't even cry anywhere because there's the risk that she would overhear because they're in such close proximity. And I was interested for the four of you in the experience of finding. Finding a lot of those inflections and those really small moments in your performances in those scenes.
3: Well, oh. for me, it was for for me, it was partly because I was concussed for, for most of the time after after Faith and I had our scene where she slapped me. And so <laughs> so I, I was sort of what was brain dead after that. So it, <laughs> that made it pretty simple for me to, to do. No,
1: I, you know, it was your brain dead before I guess. You know, <laughs> yeah.
3: But, you know, it, it was, uh, <laughs> it was it was it was heart wrenching you know in, in a lot of those scenes it was um you know you, you you try not to let your mind go to places that um that it wants to go it, it was it was it was moving it was it was one of those i mean i think for me um, the scene when i first get back and 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 Elsa's lying in the back of the the wagon um, and that's when James really realizes what's going on um, when, he, when he's talking to Elsa. Um, and then when he gets out of the back of the wagon and just sits there and soaks it all in, when he really real, – that's before he has to have the conversation with Margaret, when he really knows from experience what's happening and what's going to happen, and he actually talks to Wade. And, and you know, Wade and I had a – conversation with James, who plays Wade, we had a conversation because he – I asked him – How bad was it? And he's telling me, you know, that there was dark blood, so it definitely clipped the liver. Um, And we had a little conversation before we shot the scene where because I'm telling him that I'm – he's saying she's young and she's strong, and I say I know. um, But we had the conversation. When I say I know, I'm saying I know that she's not going to make it instead of I know that she's young and strong. And that sort of changed the whole dynamic of, of everything turning on a dime of of
4: what our thought process was for, for, for me anyway, as a character. I think it came in when we were at the fort. I think when we went to the fort and we talked to that numbskull doctor that was there, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I really feel that was the time that, that I, I mean, I knew because I knew we we weren't going to get anywhere. We weren't going to find help in time. You know, I remember being out there around the wagon and doing a. a, There was another one of those moments where there were a lot of silent looks. You know, kind of watching Tim, and he said he had to go speak to Margaret. Then he came back. Those silent moments like that, were golden. Yeah. They are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Your questions are so eloquently. Asked, it's difficult for us to to make yeah. to make our answer sound uh, meet so you halfway.
2: halfway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, meet you <laughs> halfway. <Exactly. Yeah.
0: laughs> you, you know, and and lastly, Isabel. You know, in talking about those moments for you with Elsa, there's such you know stunning calibration of your performance in terms of the different scopes of what she's feeling physically what she's mm-hmm. feeling emotionally you know the moments where the adrenaline is is funneling through and so she doesn't feel the pain you know there's almost like a small element of delirium and mm-hmm. and a- as Mm. an optimism, and then there's all the different stages of what it means for that sort of level of pain to start hitting her as she realizes that she is gonna die. And so how did you go through those last few episodes and really find the different layers of calibration that you needed to be able to bring? Yeah,
2: I mean, I well, just the moment that she's hit in nine, just kind of, um, I outlined step-by-step every second that she's going through um, to the very end. And why she's there and she goes through i mean she she goes through denial of course where she's aware of her f- physical predicament and that it's it's not good but i think that um as much as she's grown and become a woman she's still scared um and when her when her daddy tells her that she's gonna be okay and she's nothing to worry about when her mom tells her she's gonna be okay nothing nothings to worry about she just wants to trust them and um and then she goes through this grieving period, you know, and, and when she figures it out where she just kind of mourns herself for a second. Um, and, um, and then ultimately I think from there, it's this sort of uh, this fear, but acceptance of, of what her fate is. And, you know, when we were shooting in Montana, um, Montana's probably the hardest, I, at least for me, it was, it was a very, very challenging. Place to shoot um, because we shot the last two episodes in that state, um, and and I just I remember when we were I, w- I was saying I say goodbye to Shay or Shay and I say goodbye to one another Sam and I and I say goodbye to my mom and, <laughs> and I get on the horse and I'm and I'm leaving with my dad and I, I don't even I don't even say goodbye to my little brother you know like that's a whole other thing. Not watching someone grow, which you know the 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 contrast of the second episode opening up with her telling her little brother, you know, you'll get these hairy armpits when you're older. I'll show you, and you know that not actually ever going to that's ever going to come to fruition because she won't be there. But um, it almost felt like I was dying. There was something like if people would I walk through, I also look terrible, but I would walk. Around and I would see someone eyeing me and with teary eyes and I feel like we all became so engrossed in our characters and kind of fell in love with yes each other as actors and people but but also fell in love with each other's characters you know well Monica isn't Thomas and and when I would see Thomas I would or uh, Shay isn't Sam isn't Shay and and I saw Shay I mean I really. I felt like I was Elsa. I mean, people called me Elsa the entire time, which if honestly still feels weird. We called Isabel. I mean, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> who, who's that? Um, but, but uh, yeah, so, so people, we all got just okay oh, kind of, it, it felt like my actual impending doom and, and that was very tragic and terrible, obviously. And then ultimately when we, when she does die, um, I don't know. I feel like when you're, you're dying and you're right there on the precipice you're terrified but you're also just tired and you're just trying to keep your eyes open so Mm. it's a long-winded answer but yeah i i I try to follow each stage and ultimately she needed to tell her dad i'm okay now um yeah so she gets to do that i guess that's her
0: her last little goodbye It's such, such a beautiful moment between the two of them. And I'm just, I'm so enthralled by the undercurrent of what you all brought to these characters <coughs> throughout the season. You. Thank you so much for for talking about all of it. And especially for you, Faith, in, in calling us from the today. Yeah. We really appreciate it.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Great you. question. Thank, Thank you.
4: So